Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Shannon. And welcome to Your Inner Shelf. Today we're going to be talking about um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, which I am super excited to be talking about because um, honestly, uh, the first book isn't all of our favorites, but the second book is. So I'm really excited to delve into it. Um, it is an interesting start to the series, but a good one. Um, and I am absolutely thrilled to be talking about it and thrilled to have Sarah back um, thank God she didn't die of COVID-19. So, uh, yes, shout out to my immune system <laughs> keeping me healthy. Um, thanks everyone who sent me like well wishes and comments and stuff. That was sweet. Um, I am almost a hundred percent recovered. So woo. But yeah, uh, plot summary. What are we thinking, Sarah? Ah, yes. So <laughs> a court of thorns and roses, otherwise known as Akatar is a high fantasy new adult novel. It largely serves as a Beauty and the Beast retelling, um, for the first book at least. The story follows the journey of Feyre um, as she is brought into the fairylands of Prithian for murdering a fairy. Gasp. Uh, she ends up falling for her captor and fights to save both him and the world of Prithian from this greater force. Um, that's a pretty general plot summary. Uh, a little bit more than that goes on, but you know, that's all you need to know for now. Um, but before we get into things we liked, things we didn't like, let's talk about some of the terms that I use just because some people are not as into books as I am. So maybe you don't know what things are, which is cool. Um, so the first one is high fantasy. So there's high fantasy and there's low fantasy, um, high fantasy is a subgenre of fantasy where the story takes place in an imaginary world. So books like Harry Potter, that's high fantasy. Uh, low fantasy covers stories, um, where fantastic elements appear in our world. And I can't think of a book that's an example of that right now. Um, but that's the difference there. So this book is high fantasy. It takes place in an entirely made up world. Um, and then new adult is the, uh, category that this book falls under. Uh, new adult is a relatively new subgenre of fiction. Um, it did emerge about 10 years ago, but because it was so new, people didn't quite know where to put it. They used to be uh, marketed as young adult books that just have graphic scenes, um, but that's not all that they are. They deal with different topics, um, and there's different age ranges. New adult is generally for readers that fall between the ages of 18 to 25. Um, sometimes people stretch that to from 18 to 30. It just depends on the book. Um, there was a lot of controversy um, about A Court of Thorns and Roses, especially because when it was first released, it was marketed as a young adult novel. And this book is not a young adult novel. Um, there is some very <clears throat> explicit scenes. Um, I think it's a little spicy. <laughs> It's a little spicy. Um, so there was a lot of controversy around this book in particular when it came out, but it's since been marketed as new adult, so people know that it's a little bit above. I would describe new adult as the perfect middle ground between young adult and general fiction. Um, if you're like me and you're not ready for books about 35-year-old divorcees, um, new adult is your genre. It's my favorite. I love it. 
Uh, other new adult books are Red, White, and Royal Blue, which, as you guys know, is a favorite for this podcast. Um, so, yeah, check out New Adult. But I think we can uh, we can delve straight into things that we liked about this book. Um, as we said before, it's not our favorite book of the series, but the series itself is one of our favorites. Um so yeah, Shannon, do you want to jump right in? Um, yeah, so I am a big um, Beauty and the Beast fan. Always have been, always will be. It was like my favorite um, Disney movie growing up. Wow, so yeah, basic. basic. Um, Belle loved books, and here we are. Um, but yeah, so it is a different kind of reimagined Beauty and the Beast retelling, which I can appreciate. Um, I definitely have a long list of dislikes about the book, but it, I mean, it's not. Um, it's <laughs> not anything that really takes away from the series though it just kind of this book had to happen in order for the second and third ones to have any sort of plot Mm -hmm. so I makes it makes sense why it might not be the general favorite because moving forward you like the books a lot more um that being said though um it was a little slow paced but I also feel like you have to give um, a first book in a series like there are always going to be a little slow pace because you have to introduce all the characters and set up your mm-hmm. land like your whatever because it is like Sarah said it is high fantasy so it's you're not setting it up in New York City you have to explain you know different areas territories that kind of thing um so I enjoy the retelling because it's not as similar as like other books that I've read that are like you know trying to do that um I would say that my biggest like about the book is definitely um the end of the book it has a lot of action it has um so me and Sarah were talking about this we like the part where she was almost dying all the time like yeah <laughs> it was really like lots of action but lots of like um it was like entertaining in a not like gory way if that makes sense I said action that's why I'm saying that it's not because it was gory it was just like um, it really picked up the pace as compared to the rest of the book. So, um, yeah, like a lot more happened in like the last like six chapters maybe than did the rest of the book, And a lot of, of like, book, which is character funny. development too. Like it, yeah, yes. we'll talk about that later, but it, like a lot of like characters like came out of the woodworks and you were like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I like that. I like that she likes to paint. Um, it's talked about a lot. Um, they were like a pretty poor family, um at the beginning of the book um she was basically hunting for her whole family because her whole family sucked um she was basically supporting the entire family but she painted their whole house and I love the way that she describes um how she painted each of her like sisters Mm -hmm. like um I think it was their dressers or something like that yeah they they each had a dresser yeah they each had a dresser drawer and like um Pharaoh like painted them based off of their personalities and stuff um and I don't know I liked it I like that she's a little artistic I liked um that little side note um but yeah Sarah what were your favorites I feel like that kind of sums it up for me um so there was a pronunciation guide for this book which was very exciting um because a lot of the names are unfamiliar as as happens when you read a high fantasy book usually you do get names that are unfamiliar names um I do wish it was at the front because I didn't know it was there until the very end and then I was like ah saying all these people's names wrong cool (laughs) um that's fine this is fine um but I did like that um one of my most favorite characters was Reese 
um, who I called Rise for the entire book and then read the pronunciation guide and I was like, oh, it's Reese. That's awkward. Ha ha. Um, I loved him. He starts out as our villain and then by the end he's kind of a friend. Um, he's like one of those friends that helps you because he gets something out of it. Um, and that does come back to play in the later books. Um, but I really liked it. He was evil, but not, um, he was really dramatic. And for what? Like, there was no reason for him to be as dramatic as he was. And yet, he and was. I would like um, to just point out that I have written down in my notes. I literally, I have no idea who I was talking about. But whenever Reese was introduced at um, the Spring Festival, I have it literally written down. Um, also reminds him as what's his name from Twilight. And the thing is, is it could be just like every male character in Twilight is dramatic and it could have been any of them. And I don't remember <laughs> who I was thinking about, but yeah. That's true. Twilight does have a lot of dramatic males. This book also has a lot of dramatic males. Like, why is that like the I think default? it should be the new novel because um, honestly it keeps it, it keeps it entertaining. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, but yeah, Reese basically plays whore to, um, this, this queen character who's taken over the lands of Prithian, um, and she's basically got everybody under this, like, terrible spell and is killing the land, essentially. Um, and he plays whore to her. We don't know why. We find out later in the next book, I promise. Um, but he is essentially like a side character in the beginning you don't know that he's going to be important and then when Feyre is fighting for her life he strikes a bargain with her um and says that he's going to own her for is it what one it's week, one week a month yeah he she has it's to one come week a month to his his court yeah um and at first she's like no but she's literally dying so she's like okay yeah heal me and i'll agree to this bargain whatever she gets some Um, sick tattoos bro (laughs) yeah she does get some sick tattoos um it's it's yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty dramatic i really loved it um like shannon said this book is very different from other fairy books um the traditional rules of the fae don't apply to the fairies in this book which I thought was really cool. Um, if you read a lot of books about the Fae, you know, like, they can't lie. Um, a lot of times when mortals go to the fairy realm, like, they can't eat the food because, like, they'll be trapped there or, like, it'll be, like, they'll, like, hallucinate or something. Um, and, like, iron is bad for them. None of those rules apply here. The only time we see, like, Feyre um, do something that's, like, similar to what would happen in the, like, in a different Fae realm um would be at the spring festival when she like drinks wine and then like gets really drunk basically and like everything is like she like hallucinates a little bit like that's the only time you see anything that would happen in like a traditional fae book and I really liked that because um I read a lot of books and you know stuff gets really repetitive so it was really cool to see like a fresh take um and then I really liked everything from the first book that was, like, talked about or, like, anything that you read that was, you were like, oh, that was weird. Why did that happen? It's called Back in Later Books. Um, I think it was a really, really well thought out series as a whole. 
Um, yeah, she definitely had, like, so, yeah. a Sarah drawing board-esque, like, <laughs> uh, dry erase board in her room, which I... Oh my gosh, I could only yeah, dream. Yeah, no, you do dream, and you dream on that dry erase board. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can definitely, like, even back to the wording that Reese uses at the Spring Festival, it gets tied back in, like, the second or third book. Like, it's crazy how well thought out it was. It's amazing. Um, so, kudos to... Um, I was gonna say Sarah, but not 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 our Sarah, author Sarah. Yeah. Um, kudos <laughs> to Sarah for writing and um, for actually having like a well thought out plot. Um, so good for her. Uh, really like that. So yeah. All right. Well, you know, moving on, <laughs> we should talk about all the things we didn't like. Um, again, this is one of our favorite series, but I think when I read, I'm just a reader who notices things that I don't like the most. Um, you know, pretty pessimistic, but it is yeah, what it if is. You guys so have been I have listening a very for a while. List. You know, Sarah loves to hate on stuff. It's like her dream. <laughs> um, it's my favorite thing. Listen, I want to be an editor in publishing. This is like the thing that I have Sarah to do. Said like I have to good. nitpick. <laughs> yeah, I'm chaotic good over here. Um, but yeah, things uh, we didn't like. Um, starting off, her family. Her family sucked. Oh my god, they were the worst. I. I I genuinely, like, whenever I was reading this book, I wanted to, like, slap her sisters. Like, they were just so annoying. They almost didn't add anything beneficial. Like, I mean, they didn't. But at the same time, like, they did. They were so annoying. Like, they're just like, oh, yes, you have to go hunt and star for us. And we're going to, like, sit at home and do nothing. And for what? It was almost like, um, I want to say it was almost like that scene in Meet the Robinsons when, um... The, the villain Goob, when everyone's, like, being nice to him, and then he's like, oh, they all hated me. Yeah. Like, that's what I yeah. kind of feel like. The sisters, like, the sisters are like, oh, my life is so hard. Uh, meanwhile, their youngest sister is out in the woods, like, killing and animals dying. and like, selling yeah. them and dying, like, just so they have, like, food on the table. And, like, Feyre talks about it. She's like, yeah, my sisters spend, like, all the money that I make. And I'm like, for what? It's not a secret that you're poor. Like, they know they're poor. So they used to be rich. Backstory. They used to be rich, and then uh, their mom died. We'll talk about the mom. Don't worry. Um, But the mom died, and then the dad, like, falls into debt or whatever, and then so they lose their house. It's ransacked by the debtors, and then they break their father's, like, knee, and so he's, like, crippled. Um, and so he's unable to work. So that's, that's that. That's why Feyre's out in the woods, like, like described hunting described as, stuff. like, somebody who sits by the fire and makes little figurines out of wood. So worthless. Oh, my gosh. It's so obnoxious. Like. I feel bad for him. Is he it, got, he what got did the sisters do? Yeah, he, he got the worst storyline honestly <laughs> nesta and elaine just sit there all day long and the dad like it, he never really plays a big part um in the later books he ends up like going on a journey and so you like never see him so there's no character development there and i almost wish that he just wasn't a character yeah because th- she did him dirty she absolutely did he, yeah he brought nothing um, to the table except wooden figurines yeah, I wish, um, so the sisters do end up playing, like, a larger role in the third book, I believe, um, but I wish they'd been more likable, because then they came about in, like, the second book, in the third book, and I was like, I don't 
care about them. Like, they're terrible yeah. people. I don't understand. You made them so unlikable in the first book that whenever they came back or had anything to do in, in like, later books, that you, like, didn't want to hear anything more about them because they were so insufferable yeah. in the first one. So, yeah. There is a spot. Um, So, basically, Feyre ends up going to the fairy world um, because she killed one of the fairies. And so they're like, oh, like, a life for a life is the penance that you have to pay, whatever. And so she ends up going and agreeing to live in the fairy world for the rest of her mortal life. Um, and then, you know, ends up falling in love with um, Tamlin, who's, like, the the lord of the court, whatever. The spring court, yeah. Um, the spring court and that's the whole reason that she went over he had to make someone uh, make a mortal fall in love with him and then the curse on his land would be lifted it's a whole thing very very beauty and the beast uh but my issue with this is that he falls in love with her um and then she like ends up falling in love with him but before she can tell him that she's in love with him he's like oh you have to go back to the human world and she's like what why and he's like it's safer for you there but like she was just about to be in love with you. Like, why did he send her back? I still think that's so stupid. Um, but anyway, she get back. She gets back home and she learns basically that her entire family um, was put under a glamour while she was gone. They all thought she was off visiting like their great aunt or something. Um, except for Nesta, we find out. Nesta, for whatever reason, did not come to the glamour, and I thought that was so weird. Um, it felt like that moment in, if you guys have ever read Divergent, it felt like that moment in Divergent when, like, everyone was, like, under stuff, and then Triss is like, oh, I'm not affected, because I'm Divergent. Like, that's what that moment felt like to me when Nesto was like, oh, I have an iron will, so, like, glamour doesn't affect me. Yeah, um, make that make sense. I thought that was stupid. Yeah, like, it, it made no sense to me. Oh, my gosh. And then Nesta's like, yeah, like, I went after you. I tried to find you, whatever. Um, and that didn't make sense to me because from the moment we meet Nesta in the very beginning of the book, she, doesn't she does care. not care about her sister. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, like, I, I don't, don't understand. Yeah, go back to living your rich life that you now have, you know. Be grateful. Be grateful. Yeah, it was it was weird. I understand that there is a parallel to, like, um fairy tale so we got beauty and the beast there was a really um vague like cinderella feel at the beginning because like the sister is taking care of these two other sisters who don't seem to like her but they're happy to let her provide for them it's very very strange um and the whole reason oh my god the whole reason that Feyre has agreed to help take care of her family and the reason that she's like risking her life every day hunting in these like terrible conditions for her family is because she she made a promise to her mom mom. okay so I have an issue with the promising and I've always had an issue with it because there's all this mentioning of the swearing that she did to her mother on her deathbed um like 11 years ago whatever Feyre was like a young girl it was so anticlimactic. Yeah, um, it literally she kept being, ended up being like, yeah, you have to promise to It was take literally care of a promise. Like, she kept being like, oh my gosh, like, promises are all that we have. Like, they're binding, whatever. And I was waiting for, like, if you break your a, a deathbed swear, like, you die or something like that. But, like, Nothing. it was literally just a promise. It was not that deep. Um, it was kind of lame, TBH. And it's never really elaborated on. Um, 
They talk about a little bit on page 16. She says, um, I'd sworn it to her and then she died and in our miserable human world shielded only by the promise made by the high faith five centuries ago in our world where we'd forgotten the names of our gods. A promise was law. A promise was currency. A promise was your bond. That sounds so freaking heavy. It sounds like it's going to be so important. And then it's just not like... It's yeah. not. She ends up going to Prithian and, like, the family's still provided for. So she's like, oh, technically I didn't break my promise. But, like, what would have happened if she did? Nothing. Literally nothing. It ugh, it was so annoying. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, yeah, moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about how um, the love story in this book was. I, I, guys, I don't think you guys understand. I was reading this book. And she's like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to tell him that I like him. And then she goes away. And then she has to come back. And literally, I was so, like, she was like, I love him. And I remember, like, look, like rereading that line. Like, wait, what? Like, wh- wait, why do you yeah. love him now? Like, it, it was, was a little excessive. Um, she really, yeah. She really went from, wow, like, he's kind of nice. He's buying me art supplies. Like, that's cool, too. Okay, I love him. I'm ready to die for this man in yeah. his country. Like, what? It was, like, a month of, like, trials or something like that. Like, or three months of trials. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You don't do that for somebody who just bought you paint yeah it was very and it wasn't like we got a lot of scenes um with them like bonding i'm sure we got like a few scenes of them bonding but it wasn't really enough it was kind of like a montage and like a movie uh and then all of a sudden they were in love and i was like what yeah it was definitely a little confusing and it kind of like took me aback when i was reading it and i wouldn't say that's like a downfall in the book or anything like that it was just very jarring to read like it wasn't bad it was just like it didn't really make a whole lot of sense and so you're watching her like almost die over and over again for somebody who bought her paint and cared for her family like make it make sense I don't know um I have to say I wasn't really surprised that the love story was so lackluster just because a lot of times when you do read a high fantasy book um the love story does fall by the wayside the authors usually spent so much time um planning the world and world building and doing, like, character work and stuff. Um, it's arguable that there wasn't really a lot of character development in the first book. But, you know, that's okay. Moving um, on. So we, I will get better, yeah, moving guys, on. I promise. <laughs> um, so I wasn't surprised that the love story was so lackluster. But I will say that she does make up for it in the second and third book. So it does get better. You have to get through the first book. Um but yeah, that didn't really make sense to me. Um, I didn't like Tamlin. Me neither. So, like, I don't know what it was. It was, he really felt like the the popular, like, football player boyfriend. Like, that's who he felt like to yeah, me. Like, he I was so perfect. And I was like, mm, automatic dislike. And then Reese enters, and he's, like, evil, but, like, not. Evil, and he's but got, cool. like, sarcasm and yeah. witty. And I, uh, I love him. Um... We're literally yeah, giving away the ten. whole second book at this point. Would um, die for yeah, Reese. Reese is the bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah, Reese is the boyfriend we all needed. Um, but yeah, so I mean, not the worst like love story I've ever like read. Mm-hmm. Um, Better than in the uh, Divergent love story. 
Oh, don't. <laughs> I would. Ra- I would. I refuse to cover um, the Divergent books. I refuse to. If anyone sends them. that in, automatic block. You're not allowed to listen to us anymore. Okay. <laughs> we will block you, but we won't cover it because yeah, those books to me were just such a huge disappointment. And for what? Yeah, um, I don't even think I read the third book. Oh, I didn't. I yeah. I think I, I own started all the it. books, but I, I started I don't think it I and put it, it down. Um, it was terrible. But yeah, we're getting off topic. Um, yes, I would like sorry. to go back to um, things we didn't like. And here's the thing. Great scene. I have nightmares about the worm she fights in this like mud tunnel in the at the last part of the book whenever she's fighting for Tamlin. It's um, her first trial. And they're like, okay, go face a, a man-eating worm that's going to chase you around. Like, what? The first what? trial? I would have stopped. I'd have been like, mm, this man is not worth it. I just read Dune, like the like the book Dune, um, last year, and I say last year because uh, it's January. Get it, guys? <laughs> I'm hilarious. Um, I read Dune, and it reminds me of those like sand tunneling worms, and I just yeah, no thanks. Something about a huge worm doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't. Um, and I had a little really nightmare about it. I really that so. scene. I thought that scene was so well written. It was so cool. That's when the action really started to pick up for me, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. I'm not arguing that it wasn't a good scene. I think it was great. I think it added a lot to the book. So it really picked it up. Yeah. You it, you got you really interested in the end of the book and what was going on. But it doesn't help the fact that I had a nightmare about it. So Shannon's just weak. No rights for the worm. No um, rights for the worm. But all the rights for, um, you know, plot center and, you know, everything like that. Yeah. So what it added to the book, I should say. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think that kind of wraps it up, I think. Um, Do you have anything else oh, that you hated? Yeah, there was a subplot. About Sarah always has something she hates at the end. I always it's my do. favorite thing. I'm always like, let's wrap it up, and she's like, oh, wait, <laughs> like, no, no, I have one more, more thing. Okay, continue. Uh, there is a subplot about this guy named Jurian, who basically was like Amarantha. She's like the the evil queen who's like taken over. She like loved him or something. I'm still fuzzy on it. I've read this book like six times and I'm always so bored when I read that subplot, but it is important like in the later books, you have to read through it and like understand who people are. Um, but it's so boring and it's presented as like a big, huge block of text and I just hate it. It's so unesthetically pleasing. I j- it's disgusting. I hate it. Um, <laughs> and then there was one more thing. I love, listen, I love Reese. 10 out of 10 would die for him. Um, however, when Feyre is um, going through all of these trials and stuff, she goes through one um, on the full moon of each month. There's three trials, so she's down there for three months. Um, and the nights that she is not fighting, I don't know why they chose to make her do it for like on full moons. I think there was reasoning given, but I don't remember what it was, so it probably wasn't important. Um, but on the nights that she's not fighting and, um, on the nights when she's, like, recovered enough to, like, walk around and be a human, um, they have these huge parties. And Reese is always like, oh, you're gonna be my date to these parties because, like, we struck this bargain, so, like, you're mine, whatever. Um, and it's weird because he insists on painting her entire body with, like, this magical paint. And then he, like, barely clothes her in, like, these, like, it's literally, like, strips of cloth that, like, barely cover her bits, right? 
Yeah, it honestly reminds me of, um, like, Prince Leia. I was just going to say Princess Leia. Yeah, it's like Princess Leia, but imagine it not metal and imagine it, like, white cloth. Yeah. Um, And then there's paint, and then anytime anyone touched her, like, the paint would smear. And so, like, the reasoning behind it is he was trying to protect her. It was a whole thing. Um, And so I get it, because he wanted to make sure no one else would touch her. That's cool. However... I had issues with it. Um, it made me uncomfortable reading it. I was like, oh, no, this poor girl. Um, so I didn't like that. I think it could have been left out. Um, I understand why it happened, but I think it could have been left out. Um, but yeah, that brings me to the end of my dislikes. Oh, one last thing. I could not remember Feyre's name. Um, this is not beef with, like, this book in particular. This is beef with all books that are written in third person, or in first person. I think third person is the superior, um, point of view. Um, because I can't remember people's names ever, and so I had to keep, like, double-checking. Like, at one point I was, like, halfway through, and I was like, wait, what's this girl's name again? Um, so there's that. That's, like, not an issue with the book. That's, like, a me issue, but, you know, they don't mention her name a lot. Um, but okay, moving swiftly on, let's do some favorite (laughs) quotes. Um, yeah, so my favorite quote is, um, kind of lame. (laughs) Um, like, honestly, I feel like normally I have, like, 14. This book, I didn't have a lot. Um, mine is, don't feel bad for one moment about doing what brings you joy. And I think that that's something that I take with me yeah, it's something I take with me in life. Um, don't let anyone feel guilty for, uh, or let make you feel guilty for doing what you love. Like, that's that's your prerogative. And so long as it isn't a federal crime, then go with it. How about you? So I, I'm really bad at picking favorite quotes because I always want to pick ones that, like, aren't super cliche, whatever. So I usually Google, like, quotes from books and, like, look through them because also I can't remember quotes when I'm, like, reading through a book. Um, so that's, that's always my issue. Um, I do have two. My first one is a Reese quote. Um, he's talking to Feyre after she, Feyre ends up becoming high Fey. Don't ask how. It's a whole thing. She, like, dies through the trials, whatever, and they, like, bring her back to life. Um, but she says that she's still got a human heart, and so Reese says, be glad of your human heart, Feyre. Pity those who don't feel anything at all. Um, so cute, so true, comes back to haunt us. We love that. Um, and then my <laughs> second favorite quote is just a cute quote. Uh, it says, I was as unburdened as a piece of dandelion fluff, and he was the one that stirred me about the world. Tell me that's not such a beautifully written quote. Like, chef's kiss, 10 out of 10. Um, I love that. But yeah. Um, Sarah, what would you rate the book? <laughs> um, I'm right in the middle. Uh, 3.5. 3.5 out of 5, yeah. I am That's at a solid 3 out of 5. Solid 3, wow. 3 out of 5 snails. Yeah, it it's a good book. It was, it's definitely one that I'll reread, but not my favorite in the series. So, 3 out of 5. Yeah, not my favorite in the series. Definitely one of my favorite, um, high fantasy series as a whole, though. So. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that about wraps it up. Thanks for coming along with us for the journey. Um, thanks for waiting an extra week. Um, we appreciate you guys. 
Um, we hope it was worth it. But if not, please don't tell us. We'll cry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, next week, we are uh, covering the Hunger Games. Um, shout out to all of my sisters. They are the ones who wanted us to cover uh, the Hunger Games. So we will be reviewing that. We have Suzanne some Collins thoughts. Next week. We have thoughts, plans, and there's a movie. So we get to get yes. back into our movie reviews, too, which makes me so excited. Um, yeah. I miss Twilight. So, <laughs> but yeah, so we will see you guys in two weeks. Um, we can't wait and we will see you then. Bye. Bye.